Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. It was 3 a.m. in the morning, and the street lights were streaming through the window and illuminating the words from the open Bible on the floor. Doyle, the president of this ministry, was reading those words as he lay prostrate. He needed some help from God. A year and a half earlier, he sold his lucrative equine veterinary practice and hospital in obedience to God. He left McKinney, Texas, and had come to Sarcoxy, Missouri, where he was born at the direction of God. He was there, seeking the will of God for his life. But he had a problem. The house he owned in McKinney would not sell. As he was reading, he came to Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Doyle decided to do just that. In a quiet voice, but not loud enough that he would wake up those in his house, he began to thank God. For 30 minutes, he thanked the Father. At the end of the 30 minutes, he said to Jehovah, Now I know I have entered your gates with thanksgiving. Now I'm going into your courts with praise. And then he began to praise God, just as the verse instructed. He praised God for a full 30 minutes, and then he declared, Now I know I'm in your presence. Now, they tell me you are a businessman, and no businessman would have a house that's three years old, that they were paying mortgage payments on, taxes and insurance, and it is empty. No businessman would be doing that. They would be losing money. So I need to sell the house. Thank you, and good night. With that, Dole went to bed. What do you think God did? Does God honor his word? Nine o'clock the next morning, Doyle's realtor called him. Doc, I just sold your house. Well, thank you, was all the reply that the realtor got from Doyle. He knew who really sold the house. Psalm 104, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Let's give thanks and praise God, along with Terry Mai and the Water of Life boys, ministering, Oh, come, let us sing. You might want to even dance on this one. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord, to the Lord. Give a joyous shout in the honor of the rock of our salvation. Come before Him with thankful hearts. Let us sing Him songs of praise. Oh, oh. 
listening. Open our eyes that we can see. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you know that the definition of the word gospel means good news? It means good tidings. If we turn to Isaiah 52, 7, it states, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings that publishes peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publishes salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that bringeth good news, that publishes peace. You know, there's another verse in the Bible that talks about feet shod with the gospel, and that is in Ephesians 6.15. It's speaking here about putting on the whole armor of God. And verse 15 states, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now the word gospel, the definition of the word means good tidings. We found that in Isaiah 52. But what are those good tidings? You could walk up to a person and say to them, I'd like to preach you the gospel. And they'd say, well, what is it? You'd say, it's good news. 
And they'd say, well, what's the good news? What's good news? Well, what is the good news? It's good news. That doesn't help you. But what is the good news? We find what the good news is in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, the good news, which I preached unto you, which you also have received, and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. What is that good news? For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. What is the good news? The good news is that Jesus died for you, that he was buried for you, and that he was raised from the dead for you. So we know that the gospel is good news. Do you know that the gospel is always a blessing? Always a blessing. Let's turn to Romans 15, 29. And I am sure that when I come into you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Did you know that the gospel is always a blessing? Always a blessing. Not a curse. Not bad news. Always a blessing. Ephesians 1.3, right along with that. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. The gospel is always a blessing. Always a blessing. Sickness is not a blessing. Sickness doesn't come with the gospel. The gospel heals sickness. It takes care of the sickness. It heals disease. Sickness is not a blessing. Being without money, poverty is not a blessing. But it states in the word of God that the gospel is always a blessing. Always a blessing. So poverty, being without money, cannot be the gospel. If you are in poverty, if you are in need of money, then you need the gospel that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he was raised again for you because the gospel is always a blessing. You cannot say, well, God gave me this sickness. That can't be true. The gospel is always a blessing. If the gospel is always a blessing and you think sickness is a blessing, why are you trying to get rid of it? Why are you taking all that medication if sickness is a blessing? No, sickness cannot be a blessing. The gospel is always a blessing. And do you know that the gospel is always yes? Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 1. I'm going to begin in verse 17. When I therefore was thus minded, did I use lightness? This is the Apostle Paul speaking. Or the things that I purpose. Do I purpose according to the flesh that with me there should be yea, yea, and nay, nay. 
according to the flesh. There should be yay, yay, and nay, nay. In other words, there should be yes and no. According to the flesh, there should be yes and no. Now look at verse 18. But as God is true, our word towards you was not yes and no, not yay and nay. 19. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me, that's Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. For all the promises of God in Jesus, in him, Jesus, are yea and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. The promises of God are always yes. This is not a yes and no gospel. This is a yes only. Jesus died. He was buried. He was raised again for you so that every promise of God is yes. Has to be yes. The promises are yes. If you need healing and you ask God, what is his answer going to be? Yes. Why? Because Jesus died for you. He was buried for you. He was raised again for you. If you need money and you ask the father, what is his answer going to be? Yes. Why? Because Jesus died for you and he was buried for you and he was raised again for you. The answer is yes. If you need forgiveness, yes. Why? Because Jesus died and he was buried and he was raised again for you. You need delivered. What is the answer? The answer is always yes. You cannot accept any other answer but yes. Well, what is telling me no? It isn't God. Don't accept that answer. Don't ever accept the answer, no, because the gospel is always yes. Why is it always yes? Because that man bore your sin on his own body to the point where every bone was out of joint. That man died and went to hell for you to pay for your sins. And then the father raised him up from the dead and raised you with him. That is why the answer is always yes. Always yes. There is not a no. The gospel is always yes. The gospel is always a blessing. And the gospel is always good news. And you know where I learned this? One of the first places I learned this were years ago I had two children and I realized that I was going to have to go to work to help with the finances of the home and I needed a job. Well, I thought I put myself through college being a waitress. So I thought I'm just going to go back and wait tables. I can do it in the afternoon. I can just get a babysitter for several hours and I can make money waitressing because I had experience in it. So what do I do? I call the restaurants in the area. I call several restaurants. Do you know not one of them was hiring? Now I know the restaurant business. My ex-husband had been in it for years. I had been in it. I know what restaurants do. If somebody is looking for a job, they interview them because that person that they're interviewing might be better than the last person or the worst person in that restaurant and they can replace them. They always interview. 
But this day that I called, I think I called three or four restaurants. None of them were hiring. I thought, all right, this is definitely a wall. I've got to go someplace else. You know why? Because I knew the gospel was always a blessing. The gospel was always yes. And the gospel was good news. So there had to be a job out there for me. I began to pray. The Spirit of God said to me, I want you to be a sign maker. I remember standing in my bedroom when he said it. I said, a sign maker? I have no clue how to be a sign maker. And I didn't. But I thought, all right. If this is what God wants me to do, he will work it out. And I went to church that night. Do you know, after, after the service that night, a friend of mine came up to me. And she said, do you know they're looking for a sign maker at this grocery store? I thought, how did she know I was looking for a job? And she said, and by the way, I'll watch your children for free. I thought, you know what? This might be God. So at 10 o'clock at night, I went to this grocery store. Now, I shopped at this grocery store all the time, and I never saw a wanted sign. But I went in at 10 o'clock that evening, and I walked up to the service desk. And you know, one of the managers happened to be standing at the window. And I said, I see you have a sign there that you're looking for a sign maker. He said, yes, we do. I said, I'm interested in a job. He said, do you have any experience? I said, yes. I used to, I, I, I would make posters for my husband at his restaurant. He said, you're hired. I said, I'm hired. He said, yes, you're hired. This is at 10 o'clock at night. I get hired. He said, I want you to come in tomorrow and, and take the, was it the entrance test? And, and we'll get you hired. So I went in the next day and I took the test and the manager walked up to me and he handed me a little sign that had the background colors of the store and their logo. And he said, make me a sign. I'd like to see what it looks like. And he walked out of the room. Thank God he walked out of the room. I had no clue how to make a sign. He handed me a magic marker. I didn't know what to do with it. I said, Jesus, what am I going to do here? And I looked up and they had a calendar in the room. So I just copied some of the lettering off the calendar. And I, I think I, I, I said, what, meat or something for, you know, and I gave a price. And, and, and it took me a while to do it. And the manager came back in and he looked at the sign and he said, this is wonderful. He said, you're hired. Do you know he never knew how long it took me to make that sign? I could have never done that job taking that long to make those signs. But do you know what? God used that job to train me. I was paid while I was in training by God. I was paid to train and I learned in that job the fundamentals of a layout and of lettering. And I was faithful in that job. And you know what? Because I was faithful in that little job, eventually God blessed me with my own company. Believe that gospel. Believe the good news. Believe that that gospel is always a blessing on your behalf. And believe that all the promises of God are yes and amen. And don't take no for an answer, not even from God, because that gospel, those promises are always yes.
was the powerful song, In the Name of the Lord, ministered here by Kathy Mai. I'd like to finish the program with Terry and the Browns with Paul Peters singing, Oh, How I Love Jesus. from Water of Life Church. I would love to hear from you. You may reach me by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at Kathy Davidson, W-O-L dot com, or you may write me at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find me on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.